Good morning. We are, well, I am Zach Miller alongside Warren Cluck here for Music to My Beers, ready to kick off uh, another week and uh, we can look forward to lots of fun stuff coming up. Yeah, I believe today marks the beginning of what will become our seventh year on the air. So uh, oh, we're, man. we're off to a great start. Thanks for joining us. And we're very excited this post St. Patty's Day music to my beers. I'm still hungover. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the uh, the midweek beers, man, this week. It, I, I thought, yeah, I'm going to do that and get stuff done. And I woke up Thursday thinking, wow, I'm too old for that. So if you got after it on Wednesday, good for you, man. That's uh, That is starting to become a young man's play. Well, see, I like it on midweek because it gives me something to look forward to. And then after you know it's said and done, then now I'm looking forward to the weekend. Or I was looking forward to the weekend, but now it's like, no, uh, we got more work to do <laughs> tomorrow yeah this uh the show used to be on sundays we used to laugh and it was like oh it's the only dry day of the week here in indiana and now it's on sunday we're like man we all can't party today so it's best <laughs> just to have the beer show on a sunday because we all got work tomorrow oh but yeah we have a lot of show on tap thank you for joining us here on music to my beers michiana's first, first best, best, best and only show dedicated to craft beer and drinking music cool brews hot tunes this is music to my beers music, music to my beers on real rock 103.9 the bear thanks for climbing aboard and we were talking a second ago to open the show about st patty's day and well we just you can't get after it like you used to and uh <laughs> And I, I started out the day, and I thought, you know what? It's sunny out. I'm going to be somewhat productive, so I'm going to have... And part of me really loves that a lot of my favorite IPAs now come in 16-ounce cans. Ooh. You can get stouts and sours now in 16-ounce cans. But there is a little part of me in the back of my head that says, maybe you should have 12 ounces of that. Maybe you should have 12. <laughs> so I started out, and uh, I like to go buy a four-pack of something new that I haven't had. Okay. And then I'll have one, have have maybe two, give mm-hmm. one give one away. But there always winds up being one or two from each four-pack that become just like, you know, the uh, the fodder for the beer fridge in the garage. So St. Patty's Day, my wife had stuff to do, and I thought, well, I'm going to have some beers. So mm-hmm. it was literally, I didn't have two of any of the same anything <laughs> all day long. And I had a couple of beers. I had that Helgen from Bare Hands that you uh, gave me a couple of weeks back. Oh, that's so good. Yeah, and... Uh, it's funny. The first beer that I ever had that had that flavor profile was the uh, the Bell's. What is it? The Winter White. They used to call it. Um, yeah, because it's kind of got that estery flavor. Because it's a Belgian, so yeah, you so get that, kind of bananas, that, that clovey banana taste. Mm-hmm. And I remember not really caring for it, and it's a flavor profile that I I have to just sparingly. And maybe once a year, I'll I'll have a a, a beer that's in that style and has that flavor. The Bare Hands one has pear with it. So that really oh. that really softened out a little bit of that harsh banana eat taste, and uh, I actually thought it was good. I thought the 11% ABV was a tad bit <laughs> a tad You're drinking much. a 16-ounce that yeah. just hits differently. So, so I was going from like uh, an M43 that comes in like a nice 6'6", six, 6'8", six, six, to a two-hearted tall boy that I had this Helgen, and then it was just every beer was completely different. And, uh, <laughs> and in hindsight, now that I'm a few days past it, I can turn around and say, maybe that wasn't the smartest move. Maybe I should have just stuck to one kind, or maybe just not had any at all, Warren. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, it was, a, it was a one-man drink fest for me for St. Patty's Day. I didn't go out again and uh, just hung out. That was It was pretty much the same for me. Now, I didn't get started until a little later in the afternoon because uh, my wife was working on St. Patrick's Day, so I got home from work, and I had I had one, uh, but then I, I got kids and stuff, so I can't just, like, hang out all afternoon drinking like I'd, I'd want to right. for St. Patrick's Day, like I used to when I was, you know... 
back in the, the Chicago days and going out to all the bars and stuff. That was such a fun thing. So I like to recreate that at my own house with the green beer and stuff and add, add in my own special stuff. But I waited until a little bit later, and then she got home, and she's like, how many of you had? I'm like, a few. <laughs> None of your business. Mm-hmm. I put the kids to bed, and then I had a few. Just you and back I cross, off. You and I crossed paths on Thursday morning, and uh, we were like, wow, that was dumb. Yeah. But uh, we'll make the same mistake, I'm sure, next year. There is something about drinking at 6% left hands. They, they have the nitro pours, you know? Yeah. So I had uh, about four of those, and uh, that just hits differently than, like, 4% Guinness. It does. It's it's And it, I don't know what it is between the... It's only 2%, but it's like... Multiply that, I guess, by four, and it's like I've had a whole other beer or two beers within that. So, oh, it was, it was a little bit rough. Now getting up early, I can't, I can't do what I did. Looking forward to the calendar, we're probably this is you know I'm just playing hypotheticals here. It looks like this time next year for like next for St. Patty's Day 2022, it looks like things are probably going to be back to the way they were. Or at least really, really close. Are you going to go out next year? Is that something you're going to be doing? I would totally. Get up early, do the kegs and eggs. I'm going to go out next year because I'll be vaccinated. And let's see, the 17th lands on a Thursday. It's a thirsty Thursday. could probably do that. Maybe take the Friday off. Actually, mail it in. That's something alcoholics do, Zach. Oh, that's true. Yep. <laughs> Just thinking, like a three-day weekend, yeah, you know? And, uh, and because you and I work so early in the morning during the week, I would probably initially think, no, it's not nice to go out, but I'm going to be so hungry. And my bar crawl, pub crawl days are long behind me, mm-hmm. but I'm so hungry for that kind of interaction to go out, to do stuff, to, you know, leave your debit card somewhere and go to four different places in a night that, yeah, I think for the next year or two, we're all going to be really hungry for that kind of uh, entertainment. I, I, I'll join you next year. We'll, we'll just make it a thing. We'll be out and about. I looked at one of our memories for, on Facebook, and we were out and about this time last year because we had the, or not last year, but a couple of years ago when we were out for college basketball. Oh, yeah. Sneak out parties yeah, were a thing, yeah. but now I know that those are more of a thing of the past. But I always like to time. see the Facebook memories from like anything more than a year ago. You're like, ew, gross. Look how many people I was just standing around with with my mouth open. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Just nasty. Yeah, just spitballing here. We should do like a Music to My Beers pub crawl next week. Or next week, not next week, next year. Next year would be sweet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, we'll file that away. We'll forget about it in a month and then act like we missed the boat next year when uh, we hit this time. <laughs> yeah. And we were just talking about St. Patty's Day in our rearview mirror. And uh, this means that we've got eight. We're staring up. We're almost done with March, man. It's almost April. I know. And you know what tomorrow is? What? Oberon Day. Oh, that's right. And I think it hits at midnight tonight, right? Yeah. That was a big thing. And that's right. It's going to be a little different this year because we've got uh, Larry Bell doing his thing uh, virtually. He goes on Instagram or whatever and does the Instagram live and watch, walks you through the tasty notes. And I think they are, there's even a, a virtual tour, but you can buy stuff online to get you prepped and ready for that. So if you go to Bell's uh, website or if you just go up to Kalamazoo. Flat out, and uh, I know that it it's kind of with Oberon season, it's always like a changing of the guard. A lot of people look forward to spring and the warmer weather and stuff, but having Oberon come back is kind of the sign that, that there we are, except if you're in Arizona, because I've heard, I have not been, but I've heard that it's always on tap, it's always available in Arizona. And in New York. And in New York? Yeah. Why isn't why New York? Uh, there was a bottle of Oberon featured on Saturday Night Live a couple of weeks ago, and people made the comment, and it's it's always available there. I don't know why Bell's. I know that they, I, I originally heard that Larry Bell has Oberon on tap year round in Arizona because he has a house out there, and he's got he he buys stock in the Cubs. He every year you'll hear Bell's Brewery on any of their broadcasts. Yeah, so I I think there, that's why that is. And okay, New York City. I I, I don't know the reason. <laughs> it's <behind> random. That. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, it's dude. It's so exhausting, and I and I know that that's part of beers, craft beers appeal. Is it's a it's very much a regional thing. You go into different parts of the country, and like a bottle shop in Georgia does not look anything like it does you know down the street from me on Miami here in town. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you do get a little bit exhausted, like keeping up with you know we're we're getting excited now because uh, half acres in the area, and I had some of that tome earlier this week. It's good, super. Yeah, it's great. And all their stuff. My favorite thing about the the half acre is that it's reasonably priced. You're not mm-hmm. you're not paying like you know boutique prices for it. But at the same time, we're getting excited because we can now get a beer here that is brewed like you know seventy minutes that way. Yeah, we don't have to go to Chicago anymore. But, but, it, but it just seems ridiculous. Like it's not. It's just it's over there. Why can't we have it? Why haven't we been able to get it all the way over here all the time? I wonder if it's. And I like to do a little bit of research because I wonder if it's almost like they oh, couldn't. Oh, look at this guy doing research. Yeah, <laughs> smarty McSmarty pants. I like seeing if like a Lagunitas, for instance, started in California mm-hmm. and then made its way this way because they were able to open up another brewery in Chicago. So it's all about the production and how much you can do. Whereas uh, Fat Tire wasn't always available here until we got the East Coast and Colorado um, locations, because then they could start producing. And I know, um, oh, the High Lie was another one where they started, they were bought by whoever owns Oscar Blues, and so they were able to start producing much like to compete with AB and Bev, and we read the book about that, about how AB came in and started buying up these breweries, so then that way they could make Goose Island stuff over in New York City, and there's actually a Goose Island beer that we can't even get because it's made over in the UK Goose Island. Did you hear about that one? I did not. The Cadbury Beer Stout. So we don't have it this year. Yes, I'd like diabetes, please. <laughs> yeah, diabetes. <laughs> The same thing. And I love Cadbury's. You know, and on the other side of that coin, though, I'm sure if every every beer that was beloved regionally was available everywhere, it would just be, it'd be choice fatigue. That's true. But as much as I like the fact that you can go different places and experience different beers, it's like, man, I'd like to try plenty the younger, you know, mm. without having to go all the way to California to get it. Conversely, if I went there, I'd be damn sure that was a stop. Uh, and, you know, going back to Oberon, too, it's one of those beers that uh, I, it was the first craft beer I think I ever had. And mm-hmm. I didn't even know what the term craft was. I just thought it was cool. Kalamazoo beer. Yeah. You know, it tastes neat. like oranges. Yeah, neat. You put an orange on it, and you drink it. And uh, you get a little bit older and you get a little bit more into craft beer. And I've moved away from it. But now you come back and every year you got to have one. You have to have just at least one. But mm-hmm. it also reminds me that, you know, wheat beers used to be. For me, what I primarily gravitated to, like Gumball Head used to be one of my favorites. and then, So, so good. Yeah, when these new shiny, hazy IPAs come along, you kind of move off the style and forget all about it. But it is good to go back and revisit like a good classic wheat ale. Mm-hmm. And maybe fruit it? Do you fruit it? Uh, I fruit Oberon, but uh, actually, you know what? If I get it at a bar, I let it be fruited. <laughs> I don't buy an orange for my own private Oberon consumption. Okay. <laughs> 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 well, now what am I going to use this orange like, for? Oh, I got this Oberon. Oh, babe, can you run to the store and grab me some oranges? I, I really, I can't. I can't. But if the bartender brings it that way, then I leave the fruit in for sure. We uh, The first time I ever had Oberon was over at a college house. It was a buddy's garage. They got one of those mini kegs of Oberon, and they were like, hey, we're going to drink this mini keg of Oberon. All day long, there were probably like six or seven of us hanging out over there, taking poles off of it, and fruiting it with those mandarin oranges that you get in like the jar or the can. Oh, super syrupy wow. oranges. Yeah, like fruit cocktail oranges. <laughs> yeah. And and that was kind of when we were first getting into beer and craft beer and stuff. So we were like, yeah, a- anything to make this taste a little better. <laughs> <laughs> when you're used to having nothing but pilsners and lagers, and then you finally start coming around to craft a little bit, it's it's pretty fun. But also, you like, I, I guarantee the first time we all had it, we were like, what? what? Mm-hmm. What is this? How, how did they even make this? I yeah. didn't even know. This is 
beer. I think the first time I had a Newcastle, I thought this is wrong. I don't know what this is, but I don't. I don't like it. And <laughs> it's now, not beer. And now I'm like, this is a classic example of a brown ale. All right. Yeah. Whereas now we've got all the the pastry stuff and and oh, milkshakes. Dear. Yeah, and... we got beers now that 21 year old us couldn't dream of. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, it's awesome. There's a and there's a craft beer for every palate, and uh, it's funny. Some of the styles. I know we talk a lot about the show about beers we like, styles we enjoy, but we should do like a like a haters ball version of music to my beers and talk about the beers we don't like and the ones we're not hyped about it. Ooh. Yeah, if you had to pick a style right now, out of all the beer styles there are in the craft beer world, what's your least favorite? Oh man, um, it would probably be somewhere within the Belgian category, but I don't know. I, like every once in a while, I do like a good Belgian, but I, uh, I would say probably because you gave me one a couple of weeks ago, so I, I know, know you're out there enjoying on your free time. Yeah, off, off the music to my beers clock. I know. I'm trying to think about like because I I like I'm an equal opportunity um, style buyer. I, I I like them all, but I'm trying to think like as far as one particular one that if it went away tomorrow would I care? And I'm wondering if it's one of the one of the weirder sours. Okay. Um. Not not like our typical. Like I do like a really good Goza sour, but. Dude, I'm in the same boat because if you had to nail me down and say what's the one style of beer I don't care for the most, it's going to be sours. And I know mm-hmm. that's I know that's really bad to say now because sours becoming this big hot thing that everybody's doing. And there's we've had some fantastically crafted, well executed sours, mm-hmm. but a sour is something I never ever go to the store and buy myself. I'm always either given it or it's on the menu. Maybe I'll have one, but I don't go out if it's like a goza or it's a, anything in that whole family. I don't go out and buy it. It, no. has to, it has to either be given to me or, you know, it's a sample. Or, or a summertime beer like Sequench, like from Dogfish Head, something like that. I'll have some of those, but I don't ever go to the store and buy like a 12-pack. I've got a couple of friends that swear by Sequench in the summertime, and that's usually all they'll drink when they come over. Oh, yeah. So they leave them, but I don't have to go buy them. But just for whatever reason, I just that sourish. I don't like that. I don't like my mouth feeling like that after I'm done drinking uh. a beer. You're all puckery and it's, yeah, but I but also I I totally get it. it's it's a uh, it's a very very hot thing right now and it's very in. I can't wait for you to try the sour that I gave you, the Minotaur. Yeah, we'll talk a little bit about that here. Uh, oh, did you have it? Don't you worry about okay. it. Okay, we'll, all right. We'll talk more about that here. We have an entire show left. We have to get to split one at the top of the hour. I'm already getting thirsty, and we're going to get the B movie next here on Music to My Beer. A thinly veiled reason to talk about more alcohol. Let's take our beers to the movie with music to my beers, B movie. Welcome back to the show, Graham. It's the time of the first hour. We like to sit down, talk a little bit of movies, talk a little bit of alcohol here on Music to My Beers. We pair one with the other with a rating system that makes no sense and is rarely accurate. We call this the B movie. And uh, Zach actually picked out the B movie this week in light of the uh, the Snyder cut of Justice League being released on HBO Max this weekend. All four hours and, what, five minutes of it? Oh, my goodness. It comes with an intermission and everything. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we would do we would do the, the movie that came before that, the Superman versus Batman Dawn of Justice. Oof. Boy, this is, uh, this is one that you're going to have to have a couple to get through, and I did when I first saw it in theaters. Did you? Yeah. I think uh, this is one that we might have actually made a B-movie and brought some in. Dark Lord might have oh. been there. Oh, um, yeah. I fell asleep during this one. Like I was, I was coming in and out, and like what woke me up was when 
He's sitting there, and he realized that both of their mom's names are Martha. He says, Martha, Martha. And then, like, I don't know, Superman comes to, and he's like, my, not, my mom's name is Martha. And that's the moment they realize they can come together. We can come together now. Even though, I mean, it was like, it was a little bit like Man of Steel, which was like the first Superman movie of this whole franchise with Christopher Nolan being behind it. And it just seemed like it was so long. And Zack Snyder has his like super zoom cuts. And every once in a while, I'm just like, okay, bro, settle down. You're like making me dizzy. Right. With some of those cuts. So we were wondering, so what are you going to give this? Ooh, I'm going to give it uh, probably eight, eight uh, Bruce Wayne oh, from Breckenridge oh, Brewing Company. Very apropos. <laughs> wow. Good for you. It's a Batman-themed stout, so uh, I'm going to do eight of those because I definitely need another good eight beers to get through this. I'm going to, uh, man, I, I went and saw this in the theaters when it came out, and Jason and I were wondering on the show this week, to enjoy the Snyder Cut, do I need to have gone back and seen Justice League, mm. the the original release? And everyone said, no, as long as you've seen Superman versus Batman, you're going to be up to speed on the story. So I thought, all right, well, it's been a long time since this movie was out in theaters. I don't, do, I have to, do I really want to go back and rewatch it? And I started remembering about the movie, and it sucked. And I... I love Batman. Batman, to me, is one of the greatest superhero characters of all time. He's got a great story. And Superman, to me, seems like a cop-out superhero designed by an eight-year-old. Like, yeah, he's the strongest. He could do anything. <laughs> yeah, he's got, uh, he's got x-ray vision also, and he's invincible and bulletproof, and he can travel at the speed of light. Fly around the world. Yeah, he, he is, he, his ability as a superhero is exactly the kind of questions you would answer as an eight-year-old. Like, if you had a superpower, what would it be? Uh, Everything. Fly, fly, Fly so fast, the Earth revol- you know moves time. And the, the 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 original, the Man of Steel one that came out before before any of that, I saw that in theaters too. And I remember thinking, God, that's when I that's when I turned on Sp- Superman as a superhero because I thought this is just the whole movie's him straining against things that are heavy and trying really hard. Like that's really when you boil it down to it, his essence and destroying the entire like New York City landscape. Yeah, so <laughs> he brought it to the floor. But Batman versus Superman, Ben Affleck wasn't a terrible Batman, but he absolutely was not in the top 5 Batmans mm. ever. No. Um well who's your Batman? Who who is the I Batman grew, well, that you always go to? I grew up with a Tim Burton, uh Michael Keaton Batman. That's my Batman too. Yeah, but then when Batman Begins came out and the the Christopher Nolan trilogy was a thing, mm-hmm. I, I thought Christian Bale was an amazing Batman. He was awesome. There, there's that whole argument in uh, the movie Neighbors where Seth Rogen and Zac Efron are arguing about who's a better Batman. Well, it was easy for me because Michael Keaton was great. I was like, I was a kid in the, uh, I was a teenager in the '90s, so those Batman movies that came out uh, from Tim Burton were great. And I was able to step away and, you know, grow up and move on. I didn't really care for Val Kilmer as Batman. I didn't have an opinion about George Clooney and his nipple bat suit. Oh. And, and then I was I was off watching comedies and sports movies. But then when I finally came back around to the Batman franchise again was when Christopher Nolan did Batman Begins. And I remember I was I went and saw it at the Celebration Cinema in Benton Harbor Ooh. when it came out. I was living there at the time. And I, I walked out and I thought, damn, that was nothing what I expected. It was it was the first gritty reboot of anything we'd seen. Yeah, that's true. So I walked out of the theater thinking, this this is it. This is my guy. And, uh, and then after the Nolan trilogy was over, you know, you cool down a little bit. They get Ben Affleck, and you're like, I'll see it when I can. But mm-hmm. Superman versus Batman sucked. I'm going to get this one, because it's seasonal, comes out tonight, one mini keg of Oberon, because oh. yeah, if I'm going to have to watch Superman on screen again, and this is, he's also <laughs> why I'm not hyped to watch Justice League or the Snyder Cut, because I'm like, gosh, 
Superman's going to be involved in this. Well, it, it's not as bad as you think. Actually, I've seen the original Justice League, and it wasn't as bad as everybody was saying it was. Like, I think it no, got like, 40% in and I, I didn't think Suicide Squad was as bad as everybody made it out to seem. It was an entertaining movie. Yeah. It didn't really go anywhere, but no. it was still entertaining. Yeah, I agree. And Harvey Quinn? <laughs> My girl. No pervert. <laughs> Did I say Harvey? I meant Harley. <laughs> <laughs> hey, dude, Harvey Quinn, Harley. It's 2021, man. Whatever. It's the Harvey Dent, yeah. Harley. <laughs> <laughs> so there's our B-movie for the week. Zach and I made a blood pledge to kick off the second hour of every episode of Music to My, Beer, Music to My Beers with some, uh, with some beer. Yes. Well, um, could not have got that out clunkier. <laughs> we, Back we, <laughs> beer. <laughs> we used to drink a, a good beer amount of beer on the show i mean years and years ago we had maybe like three per episode and then we just got away from it all of a sudden and so we thought well let's at least have one and have a, a dedicated segment to that one my eyes are following your hand because i know where this is from but i don't know what it is it's dragon's milk reserve so you know it's going to have some extra flavors in from it and our stuff. friends at new holland new holland brewery right out of uh holland michigan i was trying to think of the town hope college um, bourbon barrel aged stout, home of the heated sidewalk. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it's amazing to go up there during the winter time. And the reserve series, their dragon's milk are always home run. And you, for me, everyone I've had so far, you can taste exactly with the adjunct flavors they tell you you're going to be able to taste. Well, I really hope that they uh, they're right on with this one because I love Reese's peanut butter cups. Ooh. And this is their peanut butter cocoa nibs uh, reserve one of 2021. So this hasn't been shelved or anything, but. And it was actually bottled on two twenty or two one of this year. Wow! All right, so, so it's just barely a month and a half old, two months old. Yeah. All right. Well, go ahead and crack that open. Uh, if you've never been to Holland and, and swung through New Holland, um, it's a pretty fun little brewery. They have some great food, great food, and also I don't know if they've seen what other people charge for merchandise, but it's like you're buying a beer shirt on an airplane. Very expensive. <laughs> My, my mom was like, grab me a bottle opener. I don't have a bottle opener. And I thought, okay, my mom needs a bottle opener. So I grabbed one off the shelf, and it was $24. Oh, my gosh. It was a huge bottle opener. But at that point, I felt too stupid to put it back. Be like, I didn't know it was this expensive. <laughs> so I bought it. So you go to my mom's house, and you want to open a beer, and she'll hand you a $24 New Holland Brewing bottle opener. It's like a, it's a... Is it this big? It's about it's about eight inches, but it's like it's big. It's a big wooden block that has New Holland you know branded and burnished on it. But I thought... Oh, my God. That's the most expensive bottle opener I've ever seen or paid for. Oh, man. Yeah, I uh, I haven't been up there for some years now because my wife is actually a Hope graduate. And so we'd go up there a couple times a year. We've been up for their, um, what's it, the Madness, the uh, the Mad Hatter, day, Hatter Days. Oh, I don't know where I was going. But um, that's a really cool event that they had. And they obviously didn't have this past year because of COVID and whatnot. But if you can ever go up there and go check out... Um, Days. They do all the Mad Hatter beers with uh, sometimes there's the, the the black Mad Hatter. There's a Tasmanian Mad Hatter, which is they use uh, Australian hops and stuff, but they have all these different variants of it. And we had, I think it was the first year or two of the show, we did a blind taste test between Centennial from Founders, Mad Hatter from New Holland, and um, uh, da, 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 Bell's Two Hearted, and while they're all three pretty similar because they have more or less the same hops, there's a little bit of difference. So if you like Two Hearted, you've never had Mad Hatter, try some. It's delicious, and now it comes in cans too. And they actually um, have a pretty good easy drinking one called Light Point now, and it's I think it's less than 100 calories. It clocks in at like 3.7 percent, 
and it's made with coconut water, but they've been, what do you think? I'm getting an interesting nose here. You really get the peanut butter up front, Mm -hmm. and then the cocoa a little bit back in there as the follow happens. You're right. That's really good. Wow. Wow. One of the things I, I do appreciate about the Dragon's Milk Reserve and uh, the Dragon's Milk itself is that while it is a stout, it's also it's not the thickest thing you'll ever have. It's a little bit on the thin side as far as stout bodies go, so it it seems like it's not it's not going to bog you down as much. Mm-hmm. You know, after a day of being uh, at a bottle share, by the time you're done, you're like, God, I just I feel like I'm in a lava lamp right now. <laughs> but this is, a, and, and I know it clocks in at ten percent. The Reserve series does, but it's uh, it's very well done, and it's. Usually pretty affordable and easy to get. I was just gonna say it hasn't it doesn't break the bank. Like you you can get one of those for less than five bucks if you want to do the singles. Um and I think a four pack is less than twenty bucks um for that. And I think it usually comes in a four and not not a six pack. But it's good. It's really good. I I I enjoy it. I give it a high enough number. Yeah, the nose is a little off for me. You get a little bit. It's not like a, Reese, a straight up Reese's peanut butter cup smell, but it's definitely a peanut butter ish nose. Yeah, and I think maybe because of that bourbony heat, a little bit that booziness interferes with it. But um, yeah, you think it adds a little sweetness to it too? It's definitely chocolatey. I get the chocolate on the very end, but you're right. The peanut butter is like all throughout the the sip. Yeah, that's really good, and I know that. Um... <laughs> Yeah, I like it. What would you give us? What are you going to give this on Untapped when you check it um, in here in a second? I'll probably do four three, four point three. I think I'm going to give it about. A, I think we we'll get about a four four two five. I think. Yeah, it's not like the the best beer that I've ever had, but it is a, a really delicious beer. And I don't know. I don't think I wouldn't change much with this one. They had a Stroop waffle one that I tra- that I traded for a while ago. That was fantastic. They've done a ban- uh, it was a banana cream, banana nut cream, banana bread. Maybe my wife picked it up when we were up there mm-hmm. and. I love the Reserve Series because they you taste, man. You, you taste what you're going to taste. And I know that sometimes starting out with craft beer, too, and even now, as much as we've had, sometimes your palate can struggle to find out, you know, what ultimately is in this beer, what's it supposed to taste like. And uh, with with these, they make it easy because you're going to taste what's on the bottle so you can lock in that flavor profile and say, okay, oh, this is what this is. This is the cocoa nibs that I'm getting. This is the peanut butter. And there's nothing worse even now than when you have a bottle late in the day or late in the share or later in the in the beer tour, and you're like, yeah, you're getting hints of this and this and this, and you only taste like just boozy heat. That's what I'm going to review it as. Mm. Mm. Yeah, and I I wonder if I would have let this sit a little longer, like shove it for a, another year, if it would have taken off any of that heat, or if the peanut butter would have fallen off, because I think that that's usually what happens. Um, Bear Hands has their peanut butter chocolate stout release. And I've held on to that a little too long in the past, and some of that flavor does fall off because I know on the bottle they're like drink fresh. Yeah, and, this one's and pretty good. Chris and Bear Hands will tell you this stuff's designed to drink. You know, when you get it, so as enjoy soon as it, it leaves. Yeah, uh, this is the segment of the show as you just heard. We call the Pick Six. So uh, we like to go around the horn and uh, each throw three beers into a mixer. Sixer could be things we liked that we thought were pretty great. Could be things we weren't so hot on or something that we want to try. I'm gonna go first. The first one. And I found this. It's available. I know for sure on the south side. You can get it just about every bottle shop that carries two Toms. They're Sawyer IPA. Oh. I went to two Toms back over Labor Day, and I don't I don't remember seeing it on t- untapped or seeing it on, on tap, but I think maybe what I did was I just I ordered other things, and I, I must have missed it. But it's available in four-pack cans. I got mine at Citywide. Fantastic IPA. It's got, uh, it's got a nice 
Amarillo hop profile up front smooths everything down a little bit. That if you and and it's it's a little on the pricey side, but it's not gonna it's not gonna really kill you kill you. But if you get a, ch- a second, check out that from two times over in Fort Wayne. Panther mm. Cub was another beer that I had in the last week and a half. It's good. It is good. It is. And one of the things I like about the Porter style, and I mentioned this again with the Dragon's Milk Reserve, is like the thinner body with a nice dry finish. And for whatever reason, when you put flavors into a Porter, they always stand out better to me than when they, they wind up in a stout. So they say you're going to get maple with the Panther Cub. Like, show enough, man. You get maple. It's Yeah. It's, it's pronounced there. And that one was actually sweeter than I thought it would be, too. It reminded me kind of of the CBS just a little bit, just the maple, I think, but the vanilla extract added some. Yeah, and another home run about porters and why I like to have them when I'm out is they're typically almost across the board a couple of percentage points ABV lighter than their stout counterpart. Oh, yeah. And I, I forget if it, the, 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 the Panther Cup was a 5.5, I want to say. Oh, so it was not, not, not too bad. Yeah, not terrible. And the last beer I'm going to throw in for the pick six this week is something I saw on the internet that's coming. Ooh. One of our favorite breweries, Old Nation, out of oh. Michigan, has a. Uh, they've done strawberry M forty three in years past. I know we had some last summer, and this year they're doing tart strawberry M forty three. Ooh! I want to say there's going to be a noticeable difference. I don't think that's going to be the case. Maybe they got some young strawberries, or they picked them too early, and maybe that's how they're going to spit it. But uh, I'm, I'm excited to try it, and I don't know if we'll be able to get it here locally, but somebody will get it. Uh, Somebody cool will slide into our DMs with a can to trade. And we'll, yeah, we'll trade you will something be, for hey, a good. Will it be you? Will it be you? Slide up into our DMs on Untapped. He's <laughs> at Man Bear Cluck. I'm at Dad Beers. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm going to go with one that I had in place of the Guinness on Wednesday. I had the left hand nitro stout, and I forgot how good that nitro stout is. It's nice, it's creamy, it's chocolatey. It pours just like a Guinness. So they're one of the first breweries to do that over here in the States, I feel like. With the nitro pours? Yeah, what was it? Boddington's was the first one to mass produce on shelves. Yeah. And put that little bobber in there. Mm-hmm. And Ooh. college, no one had any idea what this was. We're like, what, what is this? Why is this in here? It smooths the pour out for what? I wish I... I can't find Boddington's anymore. I would love to have a Boddington's cream ale or pub cream ale, whatever it was. I'm sure someone has one to trade. Will it be you? Will it be you? <laughs> you who will slip into our, our DMs? DMs. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we get close on every, every time we talk about a beer we want. We're like, who will trade us? Will it be you? Will it be you? Slide into our DMs. Reach out to us. Reach reach out, please. Uh, the other one that I'm going to throw in is uh, Windmill. You like Windmill Brewing? I do. And they have a Mima de la Crine. It was delicious. Out of Dyer, Indiana. If you ever get a chance to swing by, uh, swing in for some, t- for at least for some to-go beers. I don't know if the brew pub's actually open now, but their Cat Luther can be seen uh, wandering the back. You've been there. That's right. Yeah, with that, it's small. has a very coffee shop vibe to the brew pub, but uh, it's fun. There's you know there's little uh, board games you can play, and they've got a, a great little bottle cooler at the end of the you can you can pull from. And they've been one that you I mean you can that um, they've had some really good hazy beers come out of there, like the fruity beers. Yeah, and they, originally they weren't distributing anywhere, and mm-hmm. you just have to go there to get it. And we had only seen the beer a couple of times, but now you can find it usually pretty regularly at Hop Station and on uh, the shelves at Citywide. You can grab it. That's where I got this one. It's a double milkshake style India Pale Ale with mangoes. Mangoes. Oh, it was so good. That one went down too easy on that Saturday. I imagine that that's the kind of beer that if you handed to your grandfather, if you were alive today, he would say, what is this, beer? And you're like, yeah. And he's like, no, son. No. no. Well, let me give you a hams. Let me yeah. pour a hams. All right. <laughs> um, and then last but not least, Omnipolo. Have you heard of them? No. I didn't realize what um, Citywide was onto. They had a bunch of these cans, and they had a feather on them, and I'm like, what is that? 
And then I go online and, and it looks like a really delicious, like there's sour ales, there's IPAs. And I didn't pick one up in time, so I go back there. They have really cool artwork. It's very like nostalgic, but it's also very artsy. Um, and I don't even know what kind of art it is, like because I'm, I'm that's not the world that I live in. So I'm not. I'm like that's Art Deco or whatever it is. So is, is did I just make that up? Artful Dodger. Artful. Do- now Art Deco is a thing, but it's okay. uh, typically architecture and design. But well, what would you call? Um, do, I don't know. Don't ask me. Do I look like the kind of guy who knows what art looks like? I I don't know. What what would you describe that art look work like? Cool. Yeah, it's got a highway. Headed into an eye. It looks like something that Beavis and Butthead would have like dreamed up and do America and stuff. <laughs> Gone out on, I don't know. Honey, I was listening to the radio today. I heard two guys yammer on endlessly about something they knew nothing about. <laughs> it's Art. so trippy. Yeah, there you go. That's there. what it is. It's the trippy. Um, it's called the Empyrean, and it was a delicious uh, double dry hopped hazy IPA. And Ooh. it was so good. I couldn't even hold on to the four pack because my wife's birthday was last week, and she's like, hey, you got any more of those? And I'm like, yeah. So I gave one to her and my father-in-law, and I just got a can for myself and had to split it with her last Friday. And that was it. And that was the rest of that one. So that's, uh, yeah, that's six of them. Uh, with our with the, the nice weather we had and the not-so-nice weather we had, like I, I in the same 48 hours, I had a beer outside while, while cleaning up the yard, and then I had a beer on the couch the next day freezing with a fire next to the fireplace. <laughs> so earlier this week, that was a unique experience for me. But it was also, it was nice on uh, St. Patty's Day in a couple of days. On Friday and Saturday, I got out and actually had the doing stuff outside beers. Oh, I is, love those. You had such a great beers, doing stuff outside beers. I'll clean up all the dog poop in the backyard just so I can have a beer, you know, around noon or so. This is I not, justify it. It's not based in science, and I've never heard this, but there's something about having beer outside in the sunlight <laughs> that that sort of keeps you more sober than you would be normally. Do, yeah. Does that does that hit you at all? Yeah, I don't. I don't feel as much. Like when I'm drinking yeah, it outside, yeah, the sun's on. Yeah, it's like you know when you're you're uh, in college or whatever, and you mm-hmm. find yourself at a bar in the, in the early part of the day. Yeah, and you stammer out the God's flashlight. The sun just beats down. Oh. Yeah, that that sun kind of sobers you up a little bit. I mm-hmm. think it's the same principle where you're like, oh, because I was stacking firewood, ch- chugging IPAs, doing great outside, just loving it. And I thought, wow, this this definitely hits different. I forget about this after being holed up inside all all winter long and drinking. I uh, I got mean, drinking all the time inside. Right. <laughs> just that's where I drank. It was indoors. Back when we were in, in college, we had what's called Green Beer Day, and it was always on St. Patrick's Day or in and around St. Patrick's Day. You would always skip classes. You would never go to class. At, well, school is for fools. You you wouldn't go to class and uh, be a complete waste of space. You would always skip class, but we'd start at five a.m. <sighs> and on the good days, the good March ones that of the four years that I went. Um, You'd be you'd be outdoors much of those days, and it just hit differently. It was so it was fun. It like yeah, and maybe, I didn't feel like I was drinking as much. Maybe that's to do with you being outside and moving, and like physical activity, and and you're doing something. But also, man, those first few days where you're outside having some beers, because I've been out a couple of times in the last week, cleaning things up outside and starting to you know do that. You do that thing where you move a few things around, but you're really taking stock of like how much work do I have to do when April and May roll around? Like how bad is oh, this going to be? Man, you start doing your mental list of projects. But it was it was awesome to have beers outside, and I thought because of the pandemic and everything too, it's going to be nice when we have uh, outdoor dining is it's where it's comfortable to eat outside because that's going to give a lot more options to a lot of people because you mm-hmm. can you can socially distance or be responsible whatever. Uh, with the outdoor dining section, the patio. And we might even have the return of a beer fest outside. What? Yeah. 
I think you talked about that last week. That's right. Somewhere uh, first week in May. Yes. First weekend in May. Oh, man. Oh, that's right around my birthday, too. And you know that when we have outdoor things like that for my birthday, I, I usually go a little wild. I usually get kicked out of them. I have to go find a bar or something to sober up in. Which is the perfect place to go to to sober up, right? Right, right. You know, eventually the show's going to just boil down and, and become Zach and Warren spend two hours every Sunday trying to convince Michiana, we're not alcoholics, we're just hobbyists. It's a cool hobby, guys, I swear. Yeah. Hey, it's a hobby that gets you drunk. <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, this is the point of the program that I get to tell you about uh, things that we can look forward to, things that are being released, some things that are coming up, and actually I do have several events Hey, it's nice because news and notes, very much like ESPN without sports in the pandemic, was really weird for about nine months because we're like, well, this is normally where we would tell people stuff's coming up and there's nothing. And all we have is uh, some new beers to look forward to. Well, actually, one that came out last year and you used to have to get it in the Bell's um, like hop pack. They had the Jingle Bells available um, right around Christmas time. It had was a juicy gossip, juicy gossip, juicy. It's a it's a pale ale. And it clocks in at 4.7%. Now they're releasing it in 12-ounce bottles in six-packs oh. and also as well on uh, drafts. So if you go around to um, certain bars, you can probably find it there on tap. But 47 that's that's that tropical, easy-drinking ale. I've never tried it because I didn't want to commit to the entire jingle pack to get it. Um, it's like buying a cereal just because you want the toy. That's what I did. Not that I'm above it, but... I mean, Official came in there, and so did Two-Hearted and Light-Hearted. So I was like, ah, I mean, those aren't terrible beers. I can drink no. those. Lighthearted is still not my jam, but... Lighthearted's the, I want to have beers, but I've got family coming over later and can't be cross-eyed <laughs> for me. Yeah. If you come across me drinking a Bell's Lighthearted, you know that I've got stuff to do later and can't be a mess for it. <laughs> <laughs> um, one of the things that uh, we can look forward to, it's happening Friday, uh, April 9th. If you want to go down to uh, Indianapolis, there's oh. a new... Um, Tap Room. It's actually called A Tap Room, and they're having Bare Hands be the uh, featured brewery of both the first week and second week in April. So the the events up there, April 9th through the sixteenth, and uh, that's Eric Faust's bar. Yeah, and it looks really really cool. Yeah, it's been fun to watch the saga on uh, Instagram and Facebook of uh, from when he got the place to all the work they've put into it. Mm-hmm. And props to him too. I mean, he's he's. Doing it all. He's hey, doing beer dude, deliveries. Guy, dude, guys who do that, who have like the job, but then they've got a side hustle that becomes its own thing. Like I know uh, our buddy Alan with uh, with all the food he does at Crooked U and now with Fatbird and stuff. Those guys that hustle and get out there and have more than one job, I've got nothing but respect for those people. And I, it makes me feel bad because I know how how really truly lazy I am <laughs> and how much you know all the time you and I have spent this entire morning talking about the beers we drank. <laughs> This I've only week. got one hustle. Yeah, well, that was that was all time this week. We could have dedicated to something else that could have been making us money. But man, I'm just I'm 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 la- I am a lazy man. This is totally not for news and notes. But did you see Hams the Beer, their official Instagram account? Yeah, Put saw Fat that bird on there, and uh, that's super cool. I'm like, awesome! Like the return of Hams. Hams is yeah. back. If it's you cool order, again. if you order a ham and turkey, is it down uh, down at Fat Bird? They give you the uh, shot of the wild turkey and then a Hams beer. Yeah. It's pretty great. Oh, man. Now I'm getting hungry. I want to go have lunch there. Mm. Um, lastly, April 25th. That is a Sunday. We can look forward to from noon to four, Patio Pups 2021. It's happening at the the Lobber Kitchen and Bar. And, you know, they've got that giant patio out there. Yeah, yep. You're encouraged to bring your uh, 
uh, puppy, and they're actually having a second dog adoption event with the South Bend Animal Rescue. Wait a minute, Zach. You have a dog, and you like beer. I do. You like being outside. And they're doing a Metazoa Brewing Tap Takeover, so ah. it's like a win-win-win. Win. I think the last time I was down at the lobby a couple of weeks ago, I had a bunch of Metazoa. They... Metazoa's good. Yeah. You know, the tie-in with Metazoa and how that kind of is... I do not. Um, so, Metazoa's brewmaster, John Hall, is the same John Hall that helped with Goose Island. Huh. But not the not the John Hall that started it. Another John Hall. So, there's John and Greg, father-son duo. Yes. And then there's the John who was... I know it's really confusing in that book. I'm like, wait, which John is brewing the beer... Right now, so that John went down to Metazoa and helped them with their recipes. Hmm. I got all of this from uh, United Reps. Wow! I know I've been talking to some people. Zach doing some behind the scenes uh, <laughs> f- fact finding. I love it, bro. Yeah. So that that's it. There's your news. That's and, what we can look forward to. There's your news and notes, and there's your week in beer for music to my beers on behalf of myself and Zach. Hang on, let's get a little bit. Big April coming up. Uh, it is. It's music to my beers. Cheers. Podcasts by Federated Media. Podcasts by Federated Media.